0: I think my tip is basically you have to love what you do. Basically, if you don't like real estate and you just think real estate because of money, you cannot go too far. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills? Or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby.
1: I'm Sarah Larby. Welcome back to another episode of Where Should I Invest? So excited. I am recording these introductions still at the cottage. I try to record the actual podcasts probably a few months prior to them actually being released just so that I can chunk them out and focus on a few other things as well, just because they they do take some time. But I like to wait until closer to the release date to the introductions, just so I can give you guys a little bit of an update on what's been going on and, you know, just keep it, keep it fresh as well. And one of the things is that Sixplex that we are currently looking at all the due diligence on. We have it under contract. It is going to be under contract for about two weeks. Hopefully we can get the right financing terms that I am looking for and also the inspection reports without too many large things. I think for the most part we should be good, but you never know. And I'm also expecting all of the documents and the rent rolls, the financials. I just need to make sure that everything that they said is, is going to be 100 percent accurate and that's just really important that's part of the due diligence i am really excited about it like i definitely want to add this to the portfolio so we just gotta now do our due diligence to make sure that it does fit and it does do what it's uh, supposed to do which at this point in time the cash flow is pretty awesome on it And uh, I really like the fact that there are six townhouses next to each other and all the tenants pay their own utilities, have their own appliances, do their own yard work because it's all, essentially it's like six townhouses next to each other. That is the kind of sixplex that I like. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. Today's guest is Nam Fung and I want to talk a little bit about Nam because he is able to really talk about some of the things that I didn't even think were even possible. And that is investing in Toronto, even at this point in time. And he's still investing in Toronto. And I know Toronto is a very expensive market, but he's still making it work for him. Again, just a different way to strategize. It's not going to be for everybody, but it is really interesting to hear how he's doing it and how he has done it for the last 13 years. A little bit about Nam. He actually arrived to Canada from a refugee camp in 1987. He started high school here with barely any English language knowledge, and he also worked part-time to support himself in high school and also in university, and his formal education includes a degree from York. He did a BA in and a major in accounting, and he's worked as a senior accountant and financial analyst throughout his career. In addition to investing in real estate, which he has done so for 13 years and his strategy. So he acquires one property at a time, primarily downtown Toronto. So really interesting. He manages the construction, the trades, handles the ongoing management, maintenance. He really does it all in addition to his career. And he says that he's built the the relationships with the suppliers and the trades and his team. And that's a huge piece of how he's been successful so far. And he also holds a real estate license with Keller William in Mississauga, and uh, he's created a $15 million portfolio through investing in real estate. And he's just looking to share his knowledge, his information, help people achieve their goals as well. And so, guys, I know that it's it's hard to get cash flow in these expensive areas and so he has a different strategy and it might not be for everybody, but it is super interesting. And, and the goal of this show here is for, for you guys to just hear about all the different types of people that are doing different types of strategies to really help guide you to making a choice of what's the best option for you. And some options might work and some might not, but ultimately knowledge is power and action is key. So on that note, let's get Nam on the show. Welcome to the show, Nam. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks. Good.
1: Excellent. Excellent. I'm super excited to have you here today. Find out all about you, your strategy, and all the insights and tips that you have to share. So let's get started by just going through a little bit of background. And if you can tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
0: Basically, I started with an accountant. And uh, of a job. Never been happy with myself. And only in need of cash and money. So I thought it was, uh, it must be a different way how I can have money and retirement early. So I start with real estate, which that was hard for me in the beginning, because I just basically make a lot of mistakes. But I, I think that the mistake made me become a better investor. So I started buying really crappy area and that's track a lot of bad tenant. But then I realized that I moved to the better area. More more expensive, but I have a better tenant, and I grow from that. So basically, that's what I've done.
1: Okay. Now, are you a, a buy and hold investor? What kind of investing do you do?
0: Okay, I'm a buy and hold. I invest in major city, like sub pocket of city of Toronto, like a high end pocket, usually in high part, Christie Pitt, the Annex. I stray away. I'm st- I'm started. I- I'm realize I want to stay away from the bad pocket. I know it sounds like really expensive to go to those areas, but the cap rate was right. Return on investment great, and appreciation is amazing, and I have the best tenant ever. So that's my strategy. I buy and hold, refinance, and keep buying more.
1: Okay. Now, are these single-family properties, multi-family properties?
0: They are duplex, triplexes and four-plex. I try to get up max four-plex because of the financing.
1: Mm-hmm. You've got
0: a fair like, become commercial, so I stay away from commercial side.
1: Okay. And now what does your portfolio consist of today? How many doors? I there? got,
0: I got a dozen of rental property in downtown Toronto and I got a, one apartment building of uh, 11, 11 units with urgent purchase.
1: Okay. All right, good. So a lot of new investors are probably wondering Toronto it's expensive. How are you doing it? How are you getting the financing to, yeah. to acquire all these properties?
0: Well, okay. So I started many years ago. It's not going to be overnight. So to be honest with you, it's been a process. So I started with like 13 years ago, I buy one property at a time. So I we was working at that time and my wife was working. So we both have a great employment. So sort the of bank was treated wonderful. So we bought one property and it was basically barely break even. But then I leave at A's and rent at it. So there's no really cash flow in it. But after a few years, we refinance and buy another one. And believe me, in the expensive area, the rent also expensive. So my formula very basic. Make sure that the cap rate was right. I know cap rate is big. People talk more commercial, but in residential, you still can use the same concept.
1: Okay. Right? So that's my,
0: that's my uh, not really secret, but you, know, you have to buy with a positive capital and move on.
1: Okay. So you started this 13 years ago and you're still acquiring properties right now. Yeah. What's an example of one of the last deals you bought? Like, how much did it cost? What does the cap rate look like? What does the cash flow yeah.
0: like? So, basically, when I buy the property in Toronto right now, there's no cap rate. You have to make your own cap rate. So, basically, that you have to be creative. So, what I've done now, because of the price of the listing has been way, way, way higher than 13 years ago, but they're also the rent. The rent always doubled than 13 years ago. So, the ratio will make it. So I buy a really good area, but a run down, run down, run the property. So we put, we put value add to the property. So using a major renovation, and then we create three units. And then, for so example, I will give you about, uh, just recently, we bought the property $1.1 million in Christian floor. We put in 200,000 renovations, and the rent is main floor, 2450, upper 2500, basement is 1800. So the workout is like more than 5% cap that's more than enough to pay for the financing cost of the property. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Right. So, so that's really interesting. So are you financing these by yourself? Are you working with like joint venture partners or money partners?
0: Yeah, actually I work with a partner, but my portfolio is basically my own. So I basically, you know, this is for that extra fun thing. I won't be able to get more money from the bank. That's why I bought a partner building because in commercial, different uh, criteria of lending, right? So, but I could do joint venture with some couple partners. Yeah, it, it's getting tougher. I agree with you, but you still can do it and it still makes sense in model. A lot of people stay away from the expensive estate. I love the expensive estate.
1: <laughs> That's good. That's good. So you're you're essentially doing the burr, which is my favorite strategy. Exactly. In a yeah. much more expensive market, I guess, than than yes. where I am. And yes. I actually grew up originally in Bloor West Village in near High. Oh, Road. yeah. I'm perfect. That's there, exactly right. There. You know
0: how it is, right? You have an yeah. amazing tenant there, right? So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So there's, so you're burying, so you're doing some renovations. Are you taking like, for example, like a single family property and then converting it into a triplex?
0: Usually in Toronto, they have something called non-conformance, which means that it's a grandparents. So what you do, you can easily convert into a duplex and then you can get a permit for a third unit with the basement. Yeah. So that's what we convert it into a legal duplex and then add in the basement apartment. Where should I invest with your host, Sarah Larvey? We'll be right back.
1: Hey guys, I just wanted to take a quick moment and pause the podcast interview here because I wanted to introduce you to Dahlia Barsoom of Streetwise Mortgages. I am a big believer, as you guys probably have heard work with a mortgage broker. They are going to help you scale. And when I was first growing in real estate investing and looking to buying my second property and my third property, I was going directly to the bank then. I hadn't met Dahlia yet. And I actually was hitting a roadblock when it came to financing because the bank started asking me for 25% as the down payment. And then for my third property, they wanted 35%. And it was really, really hard for me to, A, understand why it was creeping up like that, and B, I didn't have 35% to put down. I had 20%. And luckily, I actually met Dahlia at that point in time. And Dahlia is actually an investor herself, and she works with many, many investors. And she knows all the pitfalls and the barriers that normally come up with dealing directly with a bank and all the different lenders and dahlia was actually able to not just find me proper alternatives but i've got nine properties now and i'm still able to get financing with a lenders and it allows me to be able to scale up without hitting the financing wall and so she's been a tremendous help so the other thing i really really enjoy is dahlia also does a free goals analysis so if you go to either my website or her website streetwisemortgages.com mention the podcast and ask for the free goals analysis it was a game changer for me and it allowed me to actually understand what i needed to do how many properties i was going to get because of the cash flow that i was looking for if you guys wanted to reach out to dahlia you can reach out to her by email which is info at streetwisemortgages.com or you can actually reach out to her on the website at streetwisemortgages.com and then just go to the contact section And you can also call her at 1-800-208-6255. Thanks for listening and back to the show.
0: Back to the show. Where should I invest? Real estate investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larvey.
1: Yeah, I guess that's what you kind of have to do at this point in time with the property values in Toronto being so high. You're not going to make it work with a single family, so you've got to figure no, out ways. absolutely, to... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. In Toronto, single family doesn't work. Yeah, but no. For, but but fortunately, I think that the rental market in Toronto is crazy, so it keep up with the value that you pay for. So it works out fantastically fine. Yes.
1: Okay. All right. And you mentioned obviously the financing gets harder and harder as you get more, and then you were going to to commercial, and I think that's interesting because the financing. Is different when you go from residential to commercial. As a, you know, rather than looking at the the person that's borrowing, they're actually looking at the deal first. Can you can you talk us a little bit about that?
0: Uh, sorry, what the question again?
1: So the financing when you go get to get financing for your 11 unit property, as an example, yes. they look at the property first. Yes. yes. Versus that you yes. as a borrower. Yes, yes. What can you tell us about that?
0: It's actually, it's my first deal, deal in commercial property. So I caught up still learning, but what I think is that they don't look at you personally, they look at the building itself. So i give you an example of that building. When we bought it, it was 4% cap, 4.5%. We got the owner the vendor to take back the BTD, and he gave us like 4%, 4.5% interest. And when we take possession of the property, the you know, four unit were vacant, and we were able to come in, renovate it, have increased the capital, 3,000 extra with that four unit. It's just like the rent was so low and he'd been there for I don't know, about 30 years as the owner. He lived there, he created the property. So he doesn't care about the capital, that's what we see opportunity. So my goal is that in the next two years, we're gonna increase the capital so the property will work an extra $2 million extra based on the capital that we created. But the financing part that I mentioned to you is based on the building itself. So, mm-hmm what is your personal income, in this case, yes.
1: Absolutely, so I'm curious, how and where are you finding these properties? Are they on MLS or are you connecting with people off-market?
0: Majority, I purchased on MLS, and people surprised that you know, it doesn't make sense to buy an MLS, but the way I see it, you have to be an expert in the area to recognize the potential, you know? So for me, I studied the street, I studied the rental, I know the renovation costs, I know the value of the property. If you know all that, all those ingredients, the profits are very easy to see and it become normal. You see opportunity everywhere. And that, I'm sure that you will, do the, you will see the same thing in your area. So you just have to be an expert in where you're about to invest. And basically, an opportunity will pop up to you, whether it's an MLS or whether it's a private deal. So that's how I buy good deals.
1: Okay. All right. Excellent. So... As a new investor, somebody that wants to get into the Toronto market, what are some things that you would recommend that they look at before going ahead and investing?
0: I think they, again, they have to understand the locations, they have to understand the renovation, and they have to understand the rental market in that particular area. Because Toronto is like one street different, could mean different in value or rental. Toronto is very dynamic, it's very, have a lot of soft market. So when you say Toronto, probably can go to $1.82 million to $700,000. So it's the big wide range of price. So you have to understand where you're about to invest and know the value, the rental and, and the rental market. And you have, you know, all these variable, I and mean, then the profits are very easy to be seen. right? So,
1: hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, what about when you're renovating, are you doing, because obviously you're in some trendier higher end areas that's, probably the, the tenants want some little higher end finishes or different things like that. Do you take yes. that into consideration as you're doing the renovations? Yes.
0: Yes. So I usually put a granite kind of top, nice hardwood kind of floor, custom kitchen, but I'm not going to spend a whole lot of money doing that. We basically do for the last 10 years and we know the contractor and you know, the supplier. So to us, it's, it's like getting the kitchen from a custom kitchen almost the same price of the Ikea. So that's how we work out a really good price. And other appliances, again, get a supplier that treat me like a builder. As long as you go, and the longer you do it, you establish a relationship with suppliers and contractors to make your life a lot easier. Right? So it's not easy to begin with, but it gets easier, right. So.
1: Absolutely. Now, when you're buying these properties, obviously you want the good location, but is there other things that you look for, like proximity to the subway? Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. That's a good question. Actually, all my property next to the subway is like five-minute walk max. The reason subway, because you know how expensive to go park a car in downtown. majority of my tenants are working downtown Toronto, and to them, the subway or next to the subway is gold. They can save five or six hundred Dollars a month by basically leaving the car and garage or um, by taking the subway, and uh, that's the successful. That and again, the subway where all the business there, and that's why you know you see on Young Street or Lower Street or University Suburbs that's where most business are. And the young people they love to take the subway for to work, want to go to their favorite restaurant, and that's why they love those area, and that's why they want really to pay higher than other areas. And you mm-hmm. get you see top A two A tenants in those areas.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, do you have any special tenant screening to find those those awesome A plus tenants?
0: Do you? Yes, yes. yes. I do credit report, them appointments, go to their reference. And, you know, if you do this many, many years, you can be able to tell them right away whether they're good or bad, or by the by by just interview them or talk to them. You'll figure it out very quickly, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's just some experience and knowledge that will help a lot.
1: Great. Now, you've been doing this for how long now?
0: 13 years.
1: 13 years. So you probably learned a lot of lessons, made lots of mistakes, learned along Absolute the things. way. What are some of the things that you learned along the way that you can share with the listeners for us to not make the same mistakes, as an example?
0: Don't be cheap as an investor, okay? Buy value. Don't buy because of price. This is my lesson. It took me a while to figure that out, but yeah, that's my biggest, biggest lesson that I learned
1: Okay. All right. Awesome. Good. Good. Any other tips that you can share with us?
0: I, I think another tip would be if you, like I say, if you want to invest somewhere that new, take your time to research this about the market, know the people, know the local people who can help you because this is team work. Uh, it's not an individual achievement. So I think we have to be able to team and it's critical to do this. I'm, I can be really good at Toronto, but if to you, your area, I will start scratching it. Right. So I have to do the same process and everything else to be successful in that particular area. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Now, obviously it's, uh, it's really inspiring to, to see you've been doing this. You've been growing your portfolio. What's next? Things are, are more and more expensive. Are you- um,
0: yeah, I think I spoke with you and just recently purchased a cottage so we're yes. gonna have the idea and do the equity to uh the rental, you know, and I just pay for the cottage, right? And then you enjoy, you know, basically the way I figured out is that you just run 60 days of the year and you can enjoy the rest of the cottage for free, right? Uh, that's my formula. And uh, I probably go more into apartment building in Toronto where we just started is money which is scared, but now you have equity, you build up your team, go to the bigger project, I think it makes more sense. And again, you know, you can go triplex max, maybe eight or nine, then you get stuck. And then in order to go forward, you have to think of something else, partner with someone. In my case, I prefer to build bigger and have full control versus have a partner and they have to, you know, but that's me anyway. a lot of people they work well with their partners, you know, so that's fine with them. But for me, I've my built my own and build my own portfolio. So I think going forward, I'm gonna probably sell a couple of my triplex and duplex duplexes and then go to a bigger scale my own apartment building.
1: Okay, so great. So you use some of that equity to be able to to scale up and Absolutely. buy bigger. Yes. So I really truly believe that real estate is awesome and I love real estate, but it's not about the real estate, right? It's about what it brings to you and your lifestyle and you mentioned the cottage which was great why are you in the real estate game what's the reason
0: i think it's my passion basically i can sit in my building and sit there for hours to look at my building. <laughs> change the cash flow without getting tired of it people call me 10 o'clock 11 o'clock one o'clock in the morning and tell me they have trouble with this and that i'm always there for them because this is how much you show that you love what you do I think if you have that attitude, you're gonna be very successful for whatever you do, not only real estate, but anything that you want to do in life. So right. Like, this is my it's my passion about real estate. I can talk to you hours next. It's it's not just making equities and make your family better, life better, but it's about it's about something else I couldn't explain. Like I I was almost like I was like, I think I mentioned to you I was twenty to retire two years ago and travel around the world, but then I thought that you know what? It doesn't work on me. There's something else I'm missing, missing. It's not about the money, not about sitting on the beach all day. It's about something else. And I realized something else is by more mystic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's making me happy when I buy, get into new projects or buy more properties. It's not about the money anymore. When you started to think about money, but when you be there and success, what you've done, and I think that's not about the money anymore. It's about your passion. Truly, it's about... What you really love, I'd really love to do with that real estate.
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody's got a reason why they're doing it. I mean, for me, it's about the freedom, the lifestyle, being able to give back. Like, yeah, real estate's great. And yes, it's going to give you the money, but like, it's beyond, to me, it's beyond that, right? It's, it's what exactly. you could accomplish with the rest of your life, being able to have that freedom as an example. And what,
0: you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, what make, I just thought something, but what made me really happy is when I bought a run up property and renovated cash flows it the tenant come to me with a big smile and give me the checks and told me that thank you so much nam that you gave me a nice place to live to me i feel that like million dollars but could be able to create value, somebody willing to have a big smile and give you the checks versus you go to work you know they give you a check but they don't have to have a big smile on your face you know whatever their face it so kind of solely opposite and that's just really make me feel good. And after that, you call a bank and you refinance it. You know, the value has been more than a couple hundred thousand. That's where you originally invest. So that's a truly return. And you'll be able to help people with the nicer play that can stay. And to me, the best feeling ever.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, now, Nam, do you have friends and family that are also in real estate like you?
0: I have a lot of friends. And I taught, taught them too, like people like accounting that's, worked with me before and they taught them the business and they're very successful as well. Just based, share with them the same concept, you know, uh, just how i done it. i show exactly what uh, I did and they just follow what i done. And some of them own a couple properties, six, some of them own six, seven or eight. Now they're doing very well for themselves.
1: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Good. Any, any other tips before we get into the lightning round that you would like to share? with what you've been accomplishing and uh, and looking back at it that you can share with the listeners? I
0: think, I think my tip is basically you have to love what you do. Basically, if you don't like real estate and you just think real estate because of money, you got go too far. Maybe max a couple property and that's it. Because you're gonna have a barrier with tenant issue with a bank, all kind of problems to run into. And if you think that this is it and you don't have a passion over it, you think that's the end of your career, but if you do have passion, you can go over it, you can go under it, you can go around it. And you always have many, multiple strategies to, to go above and achieve your, 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 your desire. And I think that's what it is. You must love what you do. There
1: you go. Awesome. Great. So the
0: next part of our podcast is our lightning
1: round. So I'm going to ask you a series of five questions and you're going to answer okay. with the first answer okay. that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so question number one, Nam, what is your favorite real estate investing book ever?
0: Mine would be Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I thought a real estate investing book, but very similar to that. Uh it truly get me very inspired about money. Okay.
1: Great. Excellent. Number two, I don't know if you listen to podcasts, but everyone gets the same questions. What is your favorite podcast?
0: I never listened to one, to be honest with you. <laughs> the first time I, I do this, I'm very private. I don't go and tell people what I do, only friend and family member. So I don't usually go out to clubs or member and share my opinion or idea or how I done it. Very rare. So I don't listen to any folk. Okay, well, thank so, you. Yeah, i so sorry. Yeah.
1: No, that's okay. Thank you for sharing with us. We really appreciate it. Number three, what is your favorite pastime? What do you do for fun if it's not real estate?
0: I like fishing, tennis, sport. I'm gonna be honest with you now. I think I enjoy life more than ever because to me, is I have time. To me, it's everything. So I enjoy outdoor fishing and of course the system. So, yeah, so that's basically yeah. And yeah. You know, watching my kid growing up, it was wonderful life. I think
1: that's great. Time is more valuable than money for sure because you can make more money. You just cannot more time.
0: Yeah, I will tell myself that I need everything in life. I'm very greedy, but I need time, money and health. That's all I need in life.
1: Absolutely. So question number four, if you lost all your money, hopefully that doesn't happen, and your assets tomorrow, how would you start again?
0: Same thing, real estate. And I can do it even faster than it used to be. So I can create that much faster, for sure. Because your knowledge is there. You know, money can come and go, but the knowledge, it can go very easy. It stays with you for the rest of your life.
1: That's right. Great question number five. If somebody has fifty thousand dollars and they want to get started, how would you recommend they spend it?
0: I think they should recommend. I I, I would recommend them, you know, on education. Maybe buy some books, read some books, get some knowledge. And you uh, get fifty thousand. Is get much. You cannot do much today. But but just. I think it's for education purpose. I think it makes sense. and just put invest in something else. So invest in yourself. I think that's, that's what I would put in that way. So yeah, buy a lot of books, read in books, and then we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll see some magical thing will happen.
1: Great. Great advice. So Nam, where can listeners find you if they wanted to reach out and know more about you?
0: Uh, they can send me an email as Nam, N-A-M. P-H-U-N-G at sympatical.ca. So nampharm at sympatical.ca.
1: Okay. And any final words of advice or a last tip that you would like to let the listeners know?
0: I guess be persistent. During my career investing, they're always up and down. They're always, they always a wall in front of you. But I think the wall there for a reason. It tells you how much you really want it that's happened to you. Meaning that the war there to see how much you really want what your objective up your goal is. That's what I put that way. So if you just see the wall, you back out and you didn't want your wealth. You didn't want that much. You just you just you just illusion. You know what I mean? So that's how I put it that way. The wall there for a reason it just tell how much you really want or you really want to be a success.
1: There you go. Awesome. Well thank you for sharing. Thank you for that great tip and thank you for being on Where Should I invest? feel free to come out and come out to the right club. If ever you're in the Burlington area and guys yes. shout out to Nam, I mean, this guy is killing it in Toronto doing awesome. And I guess you're willing to share lots of information. So why, uh, why not send lots of emails and connect? So thank you Nam, for being on the show. Really appreciate it.
0: No, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you.
1: Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons and at the time they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away and eventually only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that.